Now, in the popular imagination, the Unification Church is famous for its mass weddings, hundreds of couples taking their vows simultaneously. The church was founded in South Korea by Sun Yung Moon, and it even made a cameo appearance in an episode of Seinfeld. But in Japan, where it's very strong, it's at risk of being dissolved. The government is investigating the church's so-called spiritual sales and its shadowy links with politics. Professor Koichi Nakano is from the Sophia University in Tokyo. Spiritual sales are a form of rather predatory fundraising practice that's been the hallmark of the Unification Church activities in Japan in particular. Back in the 1970s and 80s, and perhaps even halfway through the 1990s, they were often on the news in a very negative way, and there were lawsuits and real issues to do with family members getting converted or being in some ways intimidated into giving so much of the family fortune and assets to the Unification Church. And the way they do that is to, in effect, get into practices of persuasion that borders on brainwashing by identifying certain targets and doing a thorough research about their background and then surprise them and make them believe that they know something that they don't know by making allegations that they are being punished in this life because of the wrongdoings by their ancestors. Well, the assassin of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe says that his mother was fleeced for about a million Australian dollars by the Unification Church. So we know that, uh, as you say, there has been some predatory behaviour on the part of the church when it comes to ordinary people. What about this accusation, uh, Professor Nakano, that the Unification Church has somehow infiltrated Japanese politics? Is there anything in that? In this particular case, the mother of the assassin became a very loyal member of the Unification Church. And given the misfortune in the family, I think there was a serious cerebral disease of the brother of the assassin and led to his passing also. The father was committing suicide and so forth. So the mother gave away so much money. And the assassin, I guess, got a glimpse of a certain YouTube video in which Prime Minister Abe was giving celebratory messages to an organization that's essentially a front organization of the Unification Church. And frustrated, the assassin decided that maybe in view of the fact that the head of the Unification Church herself is unable to travel to Japan due to COVID restrictions, the former prime minister may be the political patron who's been covering up for the these illicit activities of the Unification Church. But does yes. the church professor actually somehow manipulate the Japanese political system? Does it have Japanese members of parliament somehow under its, well, maybe not control, but its influence? Yes, there are several testimonies, confessions and reports also by the journalists that several, at least perhaps more, members of the Unification Church has had, for example, secretaries who are dispatched from the loyal members of the Unification Church, may have had access to rather sensitive documents 
when these politicians were ministers, for example, or Prime Minister Abe was also now known to have been the linchpin in the relationship between the ruling party and the Unification Church. And he was able to rescue some struggling colleague of his by asking the Unification Church to give a full backing to their re-election campaign. And so the Unification Church could mobilize not just their own voters, but also electoral campaigners. So the political connection is rather well documented by now. Japan, as you say, does enshrine religious freedom in its constitution. And I read where there's something like 180,000 registered religious organizations. So there is a big religious marketplace in Japan. But how many religious organizations have ever been dissolved officially? Only a couple of them. Only two out of 180,000. Over the post-war era, yes. And this is to do with the fact that the religious freedom that has been enshrined in the post-war constitution, of course, reflects the failure of defending such freedom in the pre-war era. And so the freedom of religion in Japan, the freedom of religious organizations in Japan have been rather well protected. And even now, of course, the government may try to issue an order for the disbanding of the Unification Church as a religious organization in Japan. They have to go through the court process and the court may very well reject the government Mm. plea. Now, one of those two organisations that has been banned in the post-war era was the Aum Supreme Truth Cult. It was a a doomsday cult. It unleashed a sarin gas attack on the Tokyo Metro back in 1995. So you have to do something very, very bad, it seems, to be deregistered. Would the activities of of the Unification Church reach that threshold? Well, it's hard to tell, given that the seriousness of the crime, in fact, terrorist crime committed by the Omu Shindiko, as we call it in Japan, is in some ways hard to match in the sense that this was a terrorist organization. But at the same time, the Unification Church, over many decades, and in a period that ranges far longer than the Omu Shindiko activities, have continued to get engaged in these rather aggressive predatory fundraising practices. And yes, like in this particular case, maybe it was connected to the loss of life of some of the family members of those who are converted and so forth. So the human rights abuses are quite substantial, though, of course, whether the court would actually agree with the government if the government, of course, requests the disbanding of the Unification Church is still far from clear. Is there any sense that in dissolving the Unification Church, Japan may actually end up rewarding the assassin of a former prime minister? Some people argue that, of course, but at the same time, I think very few people, if any, go so far as to say that the assassin was justified in killing Mr. Abe. But I guess, you know, once people learned about the plight of his personal life and how he was neglected as a child with his siblings and how his mother was completely 
I guess, you know, at the mercy of the unification church, often absent, but also destroying the family in essence. I guess a lot of people came to think that this is a valid accusation. This is a not in terms of, you know, justifying committing a crime that is that heinous in terms of assassinating the former prime minister or anybody for that matter. But at the same time, to say that this would vindicate him, therefore we should let the unification church of the hook seems to have very little support at the end of the day. A lot of people think that these two issues are separate and the unification church does need to be brought to account. Professor Koichi Nakano of Sofia University in Tokyo. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.